0: podcast one presents let lisa help former insult comic lisa lampanelli is now a full-fledged life coach and she wants to help you whether you like it or not join the former queen of mean as she continues her journey as the queen of meaning she'll share her life experiences the tools she's learned along the way and a healthy dose of humor so if you have a problem let lisa help and now here's your host lisa lampanelli
1: It's Lisa Lampinelli, the former queen of me. Now I'm just full of love and meaning, or at least that's what I tell people. Welcome to Let Lisa Help Today. I will be talking with my former friend slash former enemy slash former friend again, Ashley Austin Morris, and we tell all about our tale of hatred of each other and now forgiveness and love. You got to hear this because the S gets real. And I've never said that on this show, so I'm actually telling the truth. Here's my interview and actually my full-on conversation, not just an interview, with Ashley Austin Morris.
0: You're listening to Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampinelli.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Lisa Lampinelli. I know what you're thinking. She's too good to have a podcast, but I'm not. This is Let Lisa Help, the podcast that you hate to love and love to hate and everything in between. I help people, or at least I pretend to. And I honestly am so convincing as an actress that people believe me that I care. In studio today, this is a guest that I never thought would happen. (laughs) Not that because we're both so super famous and now there's a meeting of the minds. I am going to call this Episode! The forgiveness episode. Because I have... You know how people say they have frenemies? Yeah. Well, we weren't even frenemies. We were effing enemies. There was lawyers. Like, there were years (laughs) where we, like, freaking hated each other. And what's funny is, I said, wouldn't it be great to have my now new friend... Ashley Austin Morris on after the lawsuit, after the (laughs) threats, after the screaming in my apartment in the Upper West Side, Upper East Side, Upper Every Side. And I said, this is fantastic because it shows that people don't need to hold on to resentment. And it shows it takes two people, especially the person who reaches out, which was you, and you can get past and at least forgive. And it may lead to something good like yeah, friendship or totally. a podcast experience such as this. Yeah. So welcome,
2: Thank Ashley you. Austin Morris. May I call you just Ashley? Yes, that's also. I never thought I would ever have an intro like that. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I, well, what's great is I love this. I love <laughs> that I get to do whatever I want on this, and I want right. to show people... How this can happen? That yeah. What are we? What are we holding on when we're holding on to not forgiving? I it, have no idea. Nothing.
2: Yeah. And I think people have you're to holding work. on to poison. Yeah. Your own life.
1: Yeah. It's that's what they say. Resentment is holding on. To, it's drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. Yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen. No. So, I think we should go into our backstory and yeah. tell people how our enemy ship began. It was terrific. It was really good. It was actually a great story. I think it yeah. should be a one person slash two person show on it.
2: I really, you, we should do like a moth where we both tell the story. That's
1: actually yeah, a great though. idea. Wouldn't that be great? Well, I might as well do it. Yeah. Let's because not do it I for don't... the moth, though, because we wouldn't make any money. They always, like, a oh, no, $100. Want money. I want, want money, money, too. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> All right. So what had happened was, the way I met Ashley, I went to see this uh, Nora and Delia Efron Eff- yeah. show mm-hmm. called Love, Loss, and What I Wore. Yeah. Now, this Ashley was fantastic. Terrific actress. I said, I like her. Sweet. Now, at the time, Julie Halston was also yeah. in it, who I love, love. And we went out to dinner afterwards. The West Bank. Very, very good. You have a good memory. And I felt very engaged with Ashley. Now, I do realize what attracted me pe- to people back then. A lot of the times, I felt
2: like I could mother hen them to death and help them. You know what's crazy about you saying that? Mm-hmm. Is that our wounds mm. totally fit each other. Yeah, Because I always want to be mothered. Right. Right. So here
1: comes in Lisa like a mama bear right? going, I can help people. And here and it comes me in with like broken
2: wing syndrome. Like, oh, look, I'm a bird. Fix me. Like that yeah. was also where I was.
1: And what was really funny is I think I met you before my weight loss surgery. Yeah, And you were probably at... One of your thinnest points. Yeah. I was at one of my fattest points. So it almost like I had the visual of, look, I'm going to lumber in and clean house and help you, little bird.
2: Yeah, totally. And
1: of course, all this again is on an unconscious level, but I think it's worth saying to people like, recognize why you're attracted to certain friends. Totally. Because you're both trying to fix each other or get help or something. Yeah. And it fits for maybe the wrong reasons at the moment. So, we start hanging out a little bit here and there. Yes. I go to see the show again. I think you're terrific. And I have this idea to write a show, a, sort of a vagina monologue, but about food yeah. and body image. So I go, well, Ashley, in my head, I go, she has food and body image stuff. She is really cool and probably subconscious. I was like, I can help because then it's going to be money for her and she won't have to be a struggling actress anymore. It's like, <laughs> like that's my job.
2: Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like, I'm a
1: freaking agent, right? Yeah. So I call you. You come to the Upper West Side. Yeah. To me and Jimmy Big Ball's apartment when I was married at the time. And we hung out and we thought this was a terrific idea. But yes.
2: I also remember being like, how did you know I had food and body image issues as I was like... <laughs> I think I was 89 pounds. Like, why would you ever think that? That was really funny because she's like, oh, you see me? Like, you know what I mean? I had no idea. It was literally like I was just a clavicle in a dress and I had Ah! no no idea. I was like, this is so bizarre that you would think I would know anything about
1: this. Well, you know what's funny? At the time, did you... Really, like, were you not aware that people could read that about you? I had no idea. Right. And were you at an anorexic point? Or were Uh, you sort of not actively anorexic, but you were just, like, super thin?
2: I think I... It's funny because I don't talk openly about, like, food Mm -hmm. issues or whatever. Right. Um, But I think... I know I was very sick. Mm. I was very sick, but I didn't know I was sick.
1: Oh, okay. Like,
2: when you start to get well, you're not just well. Then you realize you're sick, and all of a sudden you're living in two worlds where you you know you're sick, but you don't know how to be well. And at that point, I didn't even know I was sick.
1: Oh, so then by the time we decided, hey, let's move forward and start writing this Mm show— Did you start to realize you were sick or no?
2: I started to realize the severity of my sickness and I started to realize um I think through I would stay up all night and like write mm. and I think I started to see how healing writing was. And that's
1: when you were writing stuff to contribute to the show, right? Yeah. Because we decided we're going to write this show. It was going to be where, you know, four women stood up there with different eating issues and talked about them. I was obviously going to write about being overweight and getting weight loss surgery. You were going to talk about anorexia slash bulimia. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to have another girl who couldn't gain weight and another girl who was a big girl happy with herself. Mm -hmm. So Ashley's sending me these Incredible freaking essays. And I was like, who the F writes like this? Like, this is so good. Because it was so raw and real. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is insanely phenomenal. That's so kind. And then you would be like, oh, what? I just wrote it. It's nothing. And I'm like, really? Like, It just felt to
2: me really good. Did you not feel like it had value at the time? You know, it's funny because I always wanted to be a writer. I love writing, but I always felt stupid. I mean, I moved a lot as a kid. I never had an education it was like if you went to a poor school, it wasn't like, oh, let's have like special teachers for you. It was like make that kid sit in the hall oh. and like hang it like I would hang out with the janitor until the class was over. Like I never so I never oh. learned how to spell. I remember, you know, you saw oh my spelling. God. Like, By the way, ridiculous. now that like, we're no friends grammar. again, like your grammar and spelling are it's, so hard. It's hilarious. the worst. It's... it's the worst. And so I always felt stupid. So it's like I it, I can't just like email a publisher or something like that and mm. like get work done because... I can't, I have no grammar or spelling. Right. So that really always stunted me. So then when you said, you know, it was good, it, it like, it, even right now, it really touches my soul. It makes That's me so feel good. It makes me feel so good, you know, because it's something I desperately wanted, but I thought I could never.
1: What what's hilarious about it is the spelling, punctuation, all that crap is so freaking easy to get somebody to fix. Mm-hmm. But you can't. people don't write like you write.
2: That's so Like kind. it's
1: so different and unique. Thank and you. I'm like, wow, okay. So you'd write me these things that were super jarring and great and deep. And so at that point is when you say you started to figure out, uh-oh, I'm uh, having a bad problem here.
2: Well, I think I – you know, I had like been to rehabs and stuff mm-hmm. at outpatient rehabs, and so I knew that I had a pro. And I think that was actually because you know you brought up this idea, and then I went to L.A. for a little yes, bit. Yes, it, what we didn't like start this right away. Like right. there was some there was some time in there. Yeah. So I think like when we first talked about it, I definitely didn't know other people could see I was sick, and mm-hmm. I kind of just was too out of it to know myself. Mm -hmm. You know, it happens so quickly. When you get really sick, it happens too quickly for you to, like, understand Mm -hmm. what's happening. And so then I think I had tried to go to, like, some outpatient things, and then that didn't work. And as I was writing, it was so healing. Mm -hmm. And I think it was also just to be able to be honest with somebody and just, like, we would laugh about... Like, we would laugh about this stuff. Oh, yeah. And for me, that made... I It took so much shame out. It was like every time I would press send or you would read something or we would laugh about something, mm-hmm. a layer of shame would get removed. Mm. And then there would there could be space to start healing. Well, and that
1: was the hope with the show is that people would see it and not feel yeah. alone.
2: The shame would be taken out. Yeah. Like, oh, if she's struggling
1: with that and Lisa's struggling with that and yeah. the other two girls have those struggles – then wow, there's no shame in right. Nobody's alone
2: anymore, right? Absolutely. And I
1: remember, yeah, we would laugh so hard because I, I, I think I said to you at one point, if I eat something and uh, nobody sees it, does it really count? Like oh yeah, like that, no, like we would laugh about, about how up.
2: like anything that goes in coffee doesn't count. Like, yeah, you can put anything... anything. <laughs>
1: And coffee mate, that powdered stuff. Remember, just I would travel
2: button. with my coffee mate. Remember that almond milk creamer that I would of course. travel, and then, and then when I go to yeah, you would have it for me, of like, course. And yeah. I,
1: also, we were obsessed with gum because we a obsessed. big anorexic behavior is chewing gum
2: all day long.
1: And the thing is, I was never anorexic, thank God, because I think that's a far harder struggle. And I, but thank I, you? oh yeah, I just because you could die. I mean oh, yes, yeah. and big <laughs> be, big people can die out, but it would take longer.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: know, so I get that they're both terrible, but I yeah. always go, oh my god! Like I always think drinking is harder to quit than food.
2: Oh, I think I think food's harder than drinking. Oh, see, isn't it interesting?
1: Like yeah. we always maybe we all just downplay our
2: yeah. uh, our issues because alcohol, you you just you can never touch it again. Right,
1: but food though, you got to take
2: the tiger out like three times a like day and not seven, get seven, bit or whatever. Yeah, you got to take the dragon out forty-seven <laughs> times a day. Like, not but get if bed. you chew so gum, far, then it really helps to. To keep your mouth active. And yeah. I want
1: to know what the weird thing is. We chewed so much gum. Oh I now order cotton candy flavored sugarless Mentos gum by the case every month, <laughs> Amazon subscribe and save. But I bit the inside of my mouth recently <gasps> so bad that I couldn't chew gum for three days. I had more feelings coming up because, Shut of course, up. I'm not using my drug, which is it's a. It's interesting oh in my how gosh, things I wonder come what up. will happen if I. Th- sometimes yeah, don't stop chewing gum.
2: Nobody needs you like that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I go. I actually can't have these feelings come up. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I really go. Like if I can't go be on a mountain alone and like uh, scream at things that yeah. aren't there, then I can't. You need to give me gum or whatever else. I'm. Well,
1: using sometimes we need a little help. And the yeah. thing is, you know what? If your worst thing right now is gum, that's are okay.
2: Think. I always think, like, blow that candle out when the fire is done. You know what I mean? Like, I got to, yeah. like, put the fire out before.
1: Well, that, that's the whole thing. That's why I got the weight loss surgery. I was like, okay, totally. let's get rid of that. Start from square one. Get the emotional yeah. eating on track. But I could not like myself with the weight on.
2: And, you know, so many people get the surgery and don't do the emotional work. And, they, and, and, and I'm not yes. making any judgment whatsoever at all. I have mm-hmm. nothing but empathy and sympathy for anyone mm-hmm. that feels the need to do that. But... If you don't, you did do the emotional work or else you wouldn't have continued to ke- keep the weight off. It's just yeah, that's happened.
1: it's really like the only thing that makes me keep it off. But I oh, work on it every day. Like, you know, it doesn't stop. And that's yeah, what led yeah. us. Okay, so back up. Okay, so here we are. We're writing this play. We're having a blast. Yeah. We're having meetings with some producers, some we don't like, some are Yentas who uh, make want have us to raise the money ourselves and the crazy stuff. So it's fine. And so, of course, in my need to fix Mm -hmm. you and in your need to rebel against mom, we start having arguments. So I Mm -hmm. get that and I get that it was half my fault because I literally would be like, why are you going on auditions? Why are you going on auditions? Like you've been auditioning for all this time and this is the key to your future. Like it's like saying to a child, which you weren't, "Um, go to college, go to college, go to college. Well, it's none of my effing business. But then part of me is like, it is my business because it's my play, too, and I want you to be devoted to it. So I start getting all angry. Right. Now, of course, the way to handle that is not the way I handled it. And the way for you to handle it is not the way for you to handle it. Uh So I'm like, oh, my God, like, I'm constantly annoyed. And I can't imagine you were that happy either. Right. right, So what do you think? Like, what was the first big unraveling and the big fight? Like, me just going, stop concentrating on anything else. Duke, this. Because I really thought this play was going to be something that would be like a vagina monologue. Mm-hmm. And would last forever. And a legacy. And, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, something that would be an inflow of money for us, even if we didn't have to be in it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think happened?
2: I think for me, first of all, I can't have anybody telling me... To let go of my dream that has right. carried me mm. through some dark stuff. Yeah.
1: So acting has helped you live a
2: life. Well, and I've wanted to be an actress since I was four. Right. So for me, that's between me and God. Right. If God right. says – if if I feel God leading me to do something else, that's fine. Right. But I've had other people co- try to come into my life mm. and try to go – I will now be in charge of, like, what you are going to dedicate your time to. Mm -hmm. And for me, I go, well, you weren't there when that dream saved my soul. So this was highly triggering for you because... Because I thought I was going to end up at a Dairy Queen, you know, like working at a Dairy Queen. And that's a reality. Totally. Which, no offense against anyone that works at a Dairy Queen. It's delicious. And also, like, your triceps probably look great because you have to make sure the front – like, you have to, like, lift – the frosty upside down and make sure it's thick enough to not go out. Like, so that's a lot of wrist movement every day. It's a blizzard. It's a blizzard. There I mean, you go. <laughs> right, on. frosty is That's way. how you can tell you're not an overeater, and I am.
1: Wendy's is the frosty. Oh,
2: it was Wendy's so the frosty? Get it oh, together, you don't bet. know. You don't know, though. There has been some dark nights in the soul with, like, some Taco Bell in LA. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, here's the thing. It's like, I
1: think, you know, with no knowledge of reality and no mm. knowledge of how to act towards people, I was just, like, going... Do, in my head, it's going, doesn't she see I'm trying to give a, her a stream of income that she won't yeah. have to work again? And you're, so I think both our intentions were good. Totally. It just, don't
2: know how to act. Yeah. Because he, he, you know what did it for me one time is that I realized, like, because I have a big resentment mm-hmm. against rich people. Mm-hmm. I have a real, even though I want to be rich, it's like, well, I resent myself. So there's no conflict of interest there. Right, <laughs> like, you right. know, but. Because of money, I have money issues, and they, and I need that. Like I, I desperately want to get over that, right? But I don't know how. So I think, like at that time, it was going. Wait a second. Like I'm auditioning any opportunity I can get. I'm doing stand up any opportunity I can get. I'm writing all night long on this thing. I live so far out in Brooklyn, and I'm going to your apartment. Every single time we meet. And sometimes that was like in a blizzard. That would be whenever. And then I'd be waiting tables too. And I was like, you cannot tell me. Like, this isn't fair. Like, I don't have any way to breathe. And I don't have enough money. And I don't... Like, it was so crushing to me. Yeah. Because I also was asking... I wasn't showing up as like your peer. I was expecting you to save me. Well, and and I was buying into it. Right. But wait, I... But then I wouldn't do what you know. Right, but that's why
1: this apology we've gone through in the recent past works because we both know we were wrong. Totally. So it wasn't you going. I'm going to apologize, but I know I really didn't do anything wrong. No, no, no. And and I don't show
2: up as a woman in my relationships. I don't show up authentic in my relationships. The way I showed up in that relationship was, Lisa is above me, Mm -hmm. and while. I actually think it's fine to think that in many ways. I had so much to learn from you as a comic, as a businesswoman, as like a person who – like I think if anyone's been on the planet a day longer than you, they have something infinite to teach you. So I think there's nothing wrong with going like this person is um, can be a mentor. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But there is something wrong with going – almost like a subconscious manipulation of going – this woman may give me what I need, right. like, and making you, for me, what needs to be, like, God's position. And I do that a oh. lot.
1: Oh, so, yeah, I remember when you said, let's have a, a men's conversation or whatever, and you said that. I didn't I, – I mean, I understood it, and I was like, you didn't do anything wrong, and you're like, yeah, I did this. Yeah. I, yeah, putting people in that position. is right. wrong just like me putting you in the position of the little girl to take care of because I – my dog wasn't enough. You know you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. I don't have enough people to take care of. So I yeah. fill the empty hole by saving someone. I get to then say, yeah, like even if it's not out loud, I get to say to myself, you did good, Lisa. She has income and also you bought her two dresses. Totally.
2: Right. I, but But that's the way I, but also like I walk through the world gaping, mm-hmm. asking other humans to step in mm-hmm. and I don't do it. With words, I don't do it on purpose, right. but I can feel it in me that I I attract I attract people that want to step in and save somebody, mm. and that story like has to end.
1: And has it ended? You know, more now that you're you're aware of that. Have you gone, absolutely uh-oh. not? <laughs> oh, just a little. Um, No, like turning, it is hard to recognize it and then actually turn it away because I still fall under the, oh, my God, this one needs help. Oh, my God, that one needs help. What can I do? What can I do? It's like you have to let them have their journey, which sucks. I know. For them and for me. I know. Because I'm like, I can't save the world. Yeah. Even life coaching and all that stuff, it's like somebody writes to me, they sound horribly desperate, and I used to want to rush in, and I'm like, that's not in the plan for me right now for this particular human
0: this is let lisa help with lisa lampanelli and now back to let lisa help with lisa lampanelli
1: Okay, so the point being, like, we're kind of wrestling with like, every day. You, you're going crazy with your life. I'm going crazy, going, oh, why isn't she letting me help her? To-? And I think that's helping, which it's not. Uh-huh. We, yeah, we, we snap.
2: Yeah, we have hard. the
1: worst effing right. argument. And the thing is, what's great is I used to give you clothes and stuff. Yeah. So I remember that day. I remember it so well. Oh my god, I gave you. I had also I'd ordered you things like vitamins cuz I was all worried about your health. I wor- I ordered you some this bars and that bars
2: and this protein shit and that. And but I paid for the vitamins and I was pissed. I know. Cuz I couldn't afford it. I was and angry. I, and did
1: I did I ask you for the money? Mm-hmm. <gasps> and I was angry. Wow, I don't blame you I because really I I'm sorry cuz I didn't that. ask for it. I have no right. Well, I think I was so worried for your health but still it's not yeah. Hey, then yeah. just give them. Like right. that was really awful. Sorry about that. No, <laughs> no, it's okay. no, it's terrible because Clearly I didn't
2: forgive because
1: I did but how te- brought it up. But how terrible is that though? It's like hi, I'm like pa- my-, my friend Vicky is on um Before
2: disability. you're too hard before you're too hard on yourself, let's also talk about you drove me to a comedy club. I was scared to work at. You walked me in like a oh, no, boss. No, I know everybody I know. respected me from then on. You let's like no, no, I you're allowed good, to but... have a moment of right. like you know what I mean. Like yeah. you did a lot of wonderful loving things too. Right, and the funny thing was like even when I um, bought you stuff that I didn't
1: charge you for, I was always like, why isn't she wearing that?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not?
1: You know, because it's always like something attached, like a little yeah. kid. And it's like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. So, of course, at the time, I think nothing's wrong with any of this. Right. So what happens is you, you're in my apartment. I go, dude, you didn't write anything or didn't write enough for my incredible right. hardworking standards. And uh, you are like, whatever, and this and that. And I forget exactly what was said. Do you remember anything? I mean, I knew that, that I
2: had to go to work. I had to go... To waitress. Oh God. And on, I do. And I re- think
1: I had to sit and watch something on TV. So and I and I do remember
2: what you said. Oh my God, what did I say? Do you want me to say it? Sure. So you had actually given me a sweater that day that I really wish we hadn't had that fight because I loved it. Well,
1: that's I what I was going to laugh at. Here's what I remember: <laughs> she took it out of her bag before she stormed out, and I'm like, who am I going to give this to now? No, because I, I was. Like, and you know, I gave really it to my uh, my my cousin, my niece Eve, and she loves it, so don't worry Eve about it. Eve, it got- an
2: Eve. <laughs> <laughs> it was bitch. an awesome sweater. It really was. It was great. I and wish I kept it. Super expensive. I looked expensive. I Don't worry, I have
1: more. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> No, So what did I say? You were
2: oh, because well, you were pissed the about the auditions. Yeah. So I couldn't be up all night writing if I had auditions in the morning, oh. and I think that's what <gasps> I think that's what you were. I pissed know what about. I said. It yeah, was hard were, hardcore because when I get
1: hardcore, when I feel I'm not getting what I want, which is like this play to be written fast. Yeah. I get. I go, that's why I always say, thank God I'm not using insult comedy anymore off stage because I could, and, and keeping my temper off stage now because I mean, I know right where to get you. Yeah, and I too. try not to use that power. I know you do too. Yeah. So, what did I say? Oh,
2: man, it was terrible, but I'm kind of proud of myself. Wait, I, you said um, you go, it, it was basically just like, you know, you keep on going to these auditions like you're a waitress. Oh, <laughs>
1: And I've got no problem with waitresses, but yes, I do.
2: It destroyed me, and that's when it was. I think
1: I said something about you could
2: be doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. You're not getting any. It was something. Yeah, it was about. about Well, good luck because you haven't gotten anything in nine months. Basically, you're a waitress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, and in that tone and that hand gesture that nobody could see. That's totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you were like, oh, and you took that sweater out of that bag. That huge bag with all that stuff in it. Yeah. I don't know what was ever in there, but yeah, a lot of gloves. all my
2: changes of clothes. Oh my trying god, to, you know, make, make a, life a life work. Yeah, I
1: threw it down. I go, oh, I guess it's really over. If you put the sweater down, <laughs> and so you left, and then it was just like sort of like, I think maybe a couple back and forth texts, and it was yucky and icky. And then we're just like, we're not working together anymore, and uh, this isn't going to work out. Yeah. And then we're just like, okay, how do we have this deal work? Because you contributed all these stories, so and this and that, and lawyers, this, that, the other. So I don't – a lot of that's a blur. Yeah. But do you remember any of that part?
2: I remember thinking like – you know, I still get in this pattern, but I remember thinking – I was so hurt because this story was so personal. Mm. It was the thing that tried to kill me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. The, like people's food issues is so and for me it literally like like IVs like literally wow. almost ended my life. And so I was so devastated by that, but I had also thought this was my chance. You know, like I had also thought like oh, this was going to do this, or you know, I was gonna have some life now. That yeah. was, gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then as time went on, and we ran into each other at like an event for LGBTQ, like, oh, we, it was at, a little yeah. Loud event. And we just laughed and laughed and, and laughed. And we had gum. And we had gum. And I just remember being like, I had so much fun with you. Mm. Like, you, like, we went to Billy Joel. Like, we had fun. Oh, that's
1: right. That was, we cried.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh we my like God, it was so much fun. Yeah. Like, we, I had so much fun with you. You made me believe in like things I didn't know maybe were inside, you know, were God given. Like, you, you know, so I didn't, and I'm just not a grudge holder, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and also for my own healing and my recovery, I had to look at things in my life and I had to say I'm sorry where I had done wrong.
1: Well, so so we both – the play runs for one season, then it runs for another. One was a nonprofit. We used your stories because we came to that legal agreement. They're very good. They're the best things in the show. Oh, my gosh. Thank oh, you. Oh, they're so good. And, you know, we get actresses that can play you but not – as well as you. Not not that there's anything wrong with them, but you're the one. It's like the one that got away. And we're still not obviously talking yet. That's fine. We bump into each other. The thing. The second run of the show was not successful, which I think... Is a learning experience for me and just mm. going, okay, how to deal with disappointment, how to mm. deal with not having a legacy, and then going legacy doesn't mean anything. Like, live now. It's so
2: crazy because you do have such a legacy. And I just don't even
1: care anymore. Wow. I think it's when you see Hamilton finally and you're just like, oh, <laughs> they're going to remember what you, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Is You have nothing to do with it. <laughs> right. So what I try to put out there, it doesn't matter. Right. So, but I just do my best. So I'm disappointed in the show. And I think we had texted once in a while, like a funny yeah. thing, like literally once every six months. And then one day, about a year ago, didn't you, did you write to me?
2: I think so. Yeah. You
1: just like, hey, if you're ever in the city, um, I'd love to talk for a minute or whatever. Yeah. And you go, oh, I bet she's in the program and has to, or wants to yeah, make yeah, an amends. Yeah. So what had happened? When had you started getting yeah. the help in the group?
2: Yeah, um, I don't – I remember the day. I remember where we were. I remember the weather. I remember everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I – yeah, I mean for me like my recovery is so much about like looking at where I'm wrong and anything I'm holding on to. Like I need to ask – to let it go and like i would this is gonna sound crazy but i would like pray for you you uh-huh. know and pray that you would have like all the things that i wanted like you would have love joy that. and security love and like and also just i so see the pattern because i still do it i was just i don't do it with like um wanting people to like give me a career so much anymore. But I definitely do it with just like I want somebody to fix what no human can Mm. fix. So the stuff that we we have to self-parent and give
1: ourselves and soothe that child.
2: And I never thought I would be okay. Like I never thought I could take care of myself. I never I always just felt so terrified. Mm. And so I really started to see that like my terror made me sick. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then because I was so afraid, I used people Mm. like I wasn't honest in our relationship. You know, I didn't say no when I needed to say no. I didn't I I didn't show up as um, I, I was a taker of like your nurturing instead of going like, I am a person in this too, right?
1: So, so you didn't show up as an equal, and neither did I. Cause right? I came in as on a white horse, but that wasn't wanted on the white horse. Really, ultimately.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. It's nice to help people, but you got to ask them first. Sorry. Um. Yeah, and so I think just like that, because I it would it would bother me. I'd be like, I know that this relationship isn't. I know something about this relationship needs an amends. I know mm. something about this relationship was wrong, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So this was while you were kind of going to AA and stuff like that, or OA or whatever program. Well, while like I was therapy. recovering, yeah, 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 and um, and so I would just, I just realized that I couldn't have this like resentment mm-hmm. towards you. I couldn't have, and because the second I saw you at that event, it was just like laughter and fun, and like I love you, and you're, you're fun. I like yeah, you. Being even you even texted
1: me after because I didn't stay for the reception because I had high heels on and like. I'm not going to freaking right. around in high heels. Right, I mean, right, right. You can do that. I can't. And I was like, yeah, my feet hurt. We'll talk about that later. Um, but do you, I remember leaving there, and I think we texted back and forth real quick. Like, hey, I think you said, I miss you. Sometime let's just go and chew gum together or yeah, something yeah, or yeah. whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it didn't feel like the right time. But I I mean, of course, I texted back and I said, yeah, yeah definitely. And what's good is I think neither one of us felt it was the exact right time totally. yet. Tell- and our gut, your gut always tells you when it's right. Right. So when you did reach out, yeah, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. And I remember going to it and a friend who, you know, you know my friend Vicky. She goes, are you nervous? And I go, no. Yeah, like it's really weird. I go, no. Yeah, because I think I knew everything was going to work out.
2: Did you feel that way? I really did because I, I definitely think like. I know I know that I'm a forgiver. Mm. I know I'm not I, I know I'm not a grudge keeper. Mm. Um and I've had friends from my whole life and I moved a ton and I've had friends from every aspect of my life and like for better or worse I don't I just don't get rid of people. I don't believe in that, mm. you know. And I think like where it was different with you is it was the first time that I had ever like fought back about something. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. the first, and it was because the story was like it it was just, it was too, and I've had a different experience with someone, a very famous producer who also, I'm not saying you stole work, mm-hmm. you did not, like, mm-hmm. but who took something that I, and something in my gut told me that time, let this go, and the mm-hmm. show closed, and who cares, and mm-hmm. so, because it wasn't, but that, this was different, yeah. and it was the first time that I had, I had actually, like, fought for something, mm-hmm. and... I, that's why I think it's a more incredible story. Is that we did fight each other. We really did. Yeah. And then, and then something has just healed and different and amazing. Like, and I genuinely love you and like want to be in your company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because
1: when you we met at Petaluma, right? Yeah. And because um, I try to always go out of my way at least a block for people I really <laughs> love. <laughs> that's what's so funny is I'm so lazy like you always had to come to my apartment and everything I just because I'll admit I was thinking what a big shot I am letting this little bird into my life I'm gonna save her and she gets a play she gets a play on my name right so why wouldn't I just like make her come to my apartment it's like so and it's like now it's like I'm always saying to my friends like should I come over or you come over here you know it's like just freaking be do the right thing
2: yeah 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 but I got
1: had to learn from this you know from this experience with you so I remember we meet over there and you say, you know, you're sorry and I could have never or immense however you say it, I could have never guessed that your part in it was what you said about the Really about the you know, how you use people which I hate that word even even though you use it for you because I didn't feel you didn't feel like I don't think I
2: Uh, use people but I think I know how I come oh you said I attract people that want to save right I attract that so what's the way
1: now Mm -hmm. obviously thank God we're like yeah and then we hung out for like a couple hours just laughing and Josh around then we've seen each other since then by the way do you think my
2: part was something different what was my part (laughs) oh what your (laughs) part? yeah what did (laughs) I No, no, you said you
1: said it was something about um, what's the word manipulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what the word was. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, what did I think you're? Yeah, yeah, was? yeah. I think it was. I thought you were just gonna say I'm sorry we had that fight because I didn't know like what a circular apology was. Like you know the circular apology is oh, just like is I'm sorry we had a fight instead of saying I'm sorry I. Oh. It's like I'm sorry we fought. I'm sorry we fought. Okay,
2: bye.
0: <laughs> like yeah. I
1: didn't think it would be anything big, but you were like going deep. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh holy crap. So I love this. And then I said to you, I'm sorry that I was so pushy and mean yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. And then everything was cool. Yeah. So what I like about that is now that there's not that onus on it, I think I'm better now for learning how to not do that anymore uh, as much. Yeah. Like I'll still have the temptation to fix. Yeah. I'll still have the temptation to run in like a freaking knight on in shining armor. The person in you, the person in me have to have the conversation. Of, Do you want to help with this? Like my niece, Christine, it's a very big podcast. She was on the show. and remember when she had a problem at work and I rushed in there without asking. And I said to her on the podcast a couple months ago, I said, I'm sorry I rushed in to fix that. And she goes, yeah. oh, save me from sexual harassment. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Yo, so she yeah. was happy. But that was a chance I suppose she wouldn't have been. You gotta ask first, mm-hmm. so I can't be such a pushy bull in the china cl- right. cabinet that I just keep fixing. It's not right. my—it's not my place.
2: And, but I—but you—you ha- have to understand that I will constantly make disasters for myself and go. Well, surely someone will come along and fix this. <laughs> Why do
1: you think we do that? Is it? Do you think it's because we want someone to finally prove that we're worthy?
2: I think I am terrified that I have no idea how to be on this planet. But you—that's why I have food issues. I don't, every day I'm like, this planet is terrifying. You know what I mean? Right. But but you—how old are you? I'm 35.
1: So you survived 35 years. Yeah, you had a really rough go of in a bunch of areas, you know, and but yet you're here. Yeah. You're healthy, yeah. like you know. You're not losing your mind. You're not losing your, you know. You're physically fine. You're not homeless. Why do you think we are so thinking we're going to eff it all up? I don't know. I think that every day,
2: every really? day, every day, I'm like, I blew it. I'm gonna blow it. I have blown it. This is every day feels like this is your last chance. You know, I it, there's yeah. always that kind of.
1: Is there yeah. any way of um saying to yourself, Wow, every time I say it's my last chance it never really is? Never is. So yeah, it, it really never is. Yeah. Well so daily when you move along, is it has it gotten better? since, you know, sort of learning of these patterns? Because at least you could catch yourself.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I just got in, I just got out of another codependent relationship Mm -hmm. and that was not a business relationship Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But I just noticed that I seek, I seek women that are like my mother's age Mm -hmm. and I love my mom, but Mm -hmm. like I, there's something inside of me that like still just really wants to be mothered. It's so interesting. Yes,
1: I think we all do. But also, then instead of me being like, "Oh, I want to be mothered," then I mother people to death. Like I just did a. a, I don't like to brag, but I just did a community theater production. Oh, a Barnum! How was it? Was it so fun? Nailed it! Yeah. But guess what? I find myself doing what? I can't rescue and help all those struggling actors. Yeah, because that's their journey. And thank God, I read Chelsea Handler's book about her therapy and stuff. Because I'm not allowing them to fail. I'm not allowing them to do what they're supposed to be doing in life. Just like I tried to control my father's death, Mm. the way I tried to push on him all these things. And, yeah, you did it for the right reasons. Like, ultimately, you and I, whether it was together in our thing or with other people, we're really trying. We're not trying to be immoral. No, of course not. We're not being mean. We're trying to do the right thing by everything. Right then we don't give them a choice. Right. You know, so I didn't give my dad the choice to die like he wanted to, I'm sure, in ways. I'm sure right now he's going, yes, you did, but whatever. Right. So, Chelsea's book was so informative because she did the same thing to her dad and all we have to do is ask people what they want and they'll tell us.
2: Yeah. And I just think that I just noticed that so many relationships in my life with women, I don't do this with men. Mm-hmm. I show up and I make it inequitable. Mm-hmm. Like I put people on a pedestal and I will oh. jump through hoops, I will tap dance, I will do I will do anything to please you. I make you an idol in my life. Da-da-da. And the second mm-hmm. that I am not Feeling loved, yes, or I getting what I thought that that little show deserved. Mm-hmm. I turn with such a vengeance, and you really, and I think it's because I said yes when I should have said no. I said no to myself the entire time, right? And right. then the second I don't get what I want in that relationship. You're getting all those no's I never said along the way, oh and you're getting God. them for no reason, and you're getting them at a weird time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right? like, <laughs> what was that all about? It's yeah, like, yeah. It was about all the other stuff. It was, it was about all the other things that I said no to myself, yes to somebody else. You know what I mean? So would the way
1: – I think, you know, say you and I were, like, living in the same city, and we're like, oh, let's hang out and be friends and all that. Yeah. The way to do things would be what? Where I go, hey, do you want to have coffee? You would be like, when – and they'd be like, how's three? And if you look at the watch and you go, ah, four would be better. it was, Four would be better Yeah, I me mean, to look at the watch and go, oh, three would be better. 3.30? Yeah. So that's the way to do things. Totally. Or say no tomorrow. But isn't huh. it weird how those sound like such
2: little tiny Oh my things. gosh, they destroy me.
1: And, but they all add up to resentment.
2: And they destroy me. And yeah. Chris, my friend Jen is amazing. She, you know, because... Okay, sure, Jane Fonda says no is a complete sentence. Sure is when you're 80. But there's a Mm -hmm. lot of years of learning how to say no where you set a boundary and then you fall apart into a puddle and you're like, they're never going to be my friend, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, like, like, I feel like I am in those years where it's like I'm learning how to set a boundary Mm -hmm. and say this doesn't work for me or this – but I sure am paying for it when I do mm-hmm. inside of myself. Right. Thinking the person will never be my friend again, thinking I've well, abandoned abandonment. So much abandonment. So I don't know. I don't know when that shifts or whatever. I think
1: it just incrementally does by recognizing yeah. when we're saying no, when we mean yes. And totally. I yes, mean, no. I mean, I have friends that I now go, oh, this is one I can only see every three weeks. Yeah. Oh, this is one that, um, oh, if I get on the phone with her now, I know it's going to be an hour and a half. I love her. But let me just listen to Howard Stern for a minute before I...
2: Call. Hilarious,
1: you know, yeah. You just got to get your... Yeah, that's but, but that's hard to do every choice, but I think with yeah. practice it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you think? What would the healthy people have done if they were... Since neither of us was healthy, I don't yeah. mean physically, I mean emotionally healthy. And what would the sane humans have done? They probably would have set real... Outline of like what needs to be done and take oh. both of their schedules into account. Yeah. It wouldn't have been overdoing on one part, yeah. Mine, meaning over like being like, oh, let me like run the show and let me just be the boss and the beast. Yeah. Um and you wouldn't have been subservient to it. Yeah. So you there are ways to do these things in hindsight, but yeah. that's better than not looking back at all and saying it could be fixed or could have been. There are ways yeah. to collaborate respectively. And isn't
2: it amazing that we can be like, it's okay that we made this mess, mm-hmm. and we can now be friends and be a, yeah like that. I think is the gift.
1: Yeah. Well, ultimately, come on, what's a freaking play? Who cares? Who cares? Like I always go like this, I like, go, like who cares? Like achievement? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like I've achieved a lot. Didn't mean a thing. Yeah. The biggest thing it ever did was pay to keep my dad at home. Wow. Because that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And I'll do it for my mom. What else did it do? Oh, I get to what? Say I'm a freaking comic? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> big freaking you, you, know, you know what I mean? It's like so stupid. Yeah. And I get the people think a career and all that, and and, 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 uh, physical goods, get possessions mean something, but really it's what's in here.
2: Yeah, I think that that's uh, something that I had to come to, I was, I normally am a real, not a jealous person, Mm -hmm. I don't don't have a lot of jealousy. No, I know you don't. But it was really, I kind of had a really jealous week the week before last, and I was really resentful about just like, Mm -hmm. I'm also not a... I'm not like a Hamptons girl. I don't hang out with people like that. And I was just like around some people like mm-hmm. that, and they all had these connections that I thought, like, oh, I didn't know the world really worked that yeah, way. Right. I didn't. I didn't know that. I thought you just worked hard. And huh? you know, I know. Like, we're both so yeah. Ignorant. We're like I blue collar so people. Pu- you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And I got a little like resenti of sure. it. And then I realized um, that I don't value that. Like, that's not real. Like, sure, there is a part of me that thinks, like, it would be really nice to have X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. But, um, that I don't know that, like, having a bunch of money and that's not really what that's not really what's going to make your soul sing. Like, it's an invisible commerce that makes you happy. Like, we all know it too. We know when we give, we receive. Like, Mm -hmm. we know it. Yeah, you know what fills the soul. You know it. Ever that stuff. It's never.
1: You know when we'll do a comedy show and get paid or whatever, and we'll, we'll be, after the show, you just feel like, oh. Like, it doesn't feel much better. Like, when yeah. the applause wears off or whatever. It's like, it always wears off. Yeah. But doing for other people doesn't wear off. Right. Uh, receiving good love right. doesn't. Right. Off. So I guess like you learn something. Yeah,
2: but then I also realize that sometimes when I get on a moral high road like mm-hmm. that, and I start to judge those rich people and look oh, down yeah. on them, mm-hmm. that's no good either. Right. Like it's that's almost insane. like well, compare and despair. Yeah. So it's almost like not even seeing
1: them and just being like, I accept them mm-hmm. as they are, and that's hard. It's let's put it this way: it's going to be daily work for the rest totally. of our lives. But that's all right because totally. it's our great lesson. Right. Right. You know, I think what's important is that. I think we learned, I think what's great is that we came around to this whole thing and it turned out good. Yeah. But I think a big lesson I learned was don't apologize until you really know what you're sorry for yeah. and you know how to articulate it. Because you put it so beautifully that I was like, oh my God, like she wow, really man. thought about this. Like I was worth something. Because if you just apologize and say, yeah, yeah you know, you're whatever, dude, I, I'm sorry. We had a fight. Then you yeah. just feel like, oh, man, I didn't mean much to that person. And it was a couple of years.
2: Yeah. And you know what's funny about you saying that? And I hope you don't mind me saying this is like you do really mean a lot to me. And I think the thing that I was really sad about, the thing that really like made me the most sad was that. And I could be totally wrong. I could have like made up this story. But I felt like you probably you who you are, and like you have fame, you have success in a field that like a lot of people would want. Mm-hmm. I don't know that like you get to have people show up honestly and like meet you right. and just be your true friend right and right. I was sad that I didn't because I wanted to be your true friend, yeah. and so I was sad that my own like desires to have what you had or to to that that like cut off where, like, I oh, I just want to really, like, be your friend because you're a good friend and, like, mm-hmm. you're a loving, mm-hmm. wonderful human. Right, right, And it must not feel good either when you can sense that the other person, like, wants from you. Right. You know? Right. And that's what I felt like, Ooh, Well... I don't want her something. to feel that way. Right. Oh, well, thank you.
1: And honestly... I probably was so in like need me, need me mode that I probably didn't even notice that I was just like, why not she doesn't need me anymore? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think what's great is like you see more bad in what you did. I see more bad in what I did. <laughs> and I think that's good. It's healthy because then you it both is. change though. Totally. And you don't do it to somebody else as much because I'm totally. sure I still do
2: it. Oh, man, I know I do it. I just did it to somebody. Yeah. 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 So
1: when you say you got out of a codependent thing, <laughs> yeah. did you you recognize it before a big
2: bash or did you have to have a big blow up? No, we did not have a big blow up. I think um I think we both just saw that like I am if I get in The needy place, right, where I need a human Mm -hmm. to fix for me what only God can Mm -hmm. fix. Right. There is no end. It is a bottomless. Right. It is endless. And eventually I can sense when the human is like, oh, I I don't have the toolkit for this person. (laughs) Right. right. And then I think we both were like, hmm, I have made this something I shouldn't have. (laughs) That's interesting because I... Would
1: always see, I would grab at every straw because I didn't have the tools totally. I would grab at the freaking vitamins and at the dresses and at the writing of the play so we can have yeah. this big money maker together, yeah. Instead of going, Oh, she'll ask for what she needs,
2: yeah. Oh, god forbid I would have let somebody open their mouth, but no, you know. but 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 that's it. But it's so funny because you were just doing what I know I somehow put out in the world, which right. is like so it's a perfect I, storm, it is a perfect storm because. No one has enough tools for me. Hey,
1: no one has... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. No one has uh, a little bit of power. Yeah, it's not a human... It's not a
2: human fix.
1: Yeah, it's true, because it is all about... Working on ourselves and giving it up to a higher power and all that stuff. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. And now when men try to, because men love, you know, men love to rescue. Sure. And I literally will tell, I'll be like, it will destroy you. Mm -hmm. Like, you need to run. Yeah. This will, I will, my need will take you out. (laughs) So are you, so you don't date? No. Yeah. It's fun. Some
1: of my, a lot of my guests say that. Um, I don't date now because I said, you know, I don't wanna, um, which I, you know what's funny? Millennials I always used to be judgy of. And I was with a bunch of them the other day, and I they were playing some game at my house about, and that sex question came up. Who do you think ha- has had sex? You know, in the most most recently, I go, well, I know it's not me. I said I'm celibate for seven years, and they're like, oh my god, why? And I said, because I'm not having sex till I find my spiritual equal. And you know, people my age are always like, oh, you gotta be kidding. Every millennial is like, that is so great. Yeah,
2: I believe that. Yeah, and Same. I
1: just go, wow, you know, I think I'm like a millennial at heart. Yeah. I get that. So I don't want to, like, go into it unless I'm with somebody who just gets all this. Me too. So
2: do you feel ever like, wow, that's never going to happen I to do. Me? I me do. too. It makes me. But it I just never makes think. Me sad. I never think about it. Once mm. in a blue moon, mm. it will cross my mind. Mm. Do you think because of your horrible
1: breakup that was in the play, mm. you were so turned off to relationships?
2: Mm. I don't know that, because again, he. I wanted him to rescue me. Mm. You know what I mean. I don't know that he that that turned me off of relationships i think anyone that tries to take time away from my hopes and dreams mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but i've changed on that a little bit and humans mm-hmm. are probably more important than like aspirations right. um right. but i got to be honest with you like i want to i want a man that is a Christian, I want, mm-hmm. like, that's, and I don't mean Christian, like, how sure. we demonstrated in the news. I mean, like, a real, like, following the teachings of Christ. Right. And uh, not hate, you know what I mean? Yeah, I um, like, right. a real one. And I just have never, I've literally never met a single Christian man. Well, what I think <laughs> that is. That didn't, like, live under LaGuardia, you know what I right. mean? Right.
1: Well, I think those people appear when they're, when they're supposed to and when, like, we're ready for that. Right.
2: So that's why I never think
1: about dating or men because I go, it's still going to happen. That's
2: exactly how I feel. I never think about it because
1: I'm like... well, Also, we're never lonely. We're not lonely types. We are types. not lonely people. I mean, part that's... of it's horrible because I just love living by myself. Me too. I just love being alone. And it's like, that's okay though. It's yeah. better than having the need. Totally. You know? But um, so what's great about this is... We can start working on our two-person show again. Just kidding. (laughs) No, but I'm so glad we did this because, like, I think it shows people a lot about, like, oh, it's never really over. It's never over. And by the way, if you then agree to disagree and say we walk away, it doesn't have to be even mad. No. I had a break up with a friend recently, and we were just like, I mean, I was like, this isn't going to work. And he's like, that's yeah, it's not good. It's you have a lot to offer. I have a lot to offer. This is ter- our combination is awful. Yeah. Okay. Hugged it out, and that's it. That's amazing. I mean, and yes, do I like seeing his posts on Instagram? No, because I'm like it's still kind of sad. Totally. But that's okay. Guess yeah. what? Sadness. We'll 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 stop crying. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. Tears can't kill you. Yeah. You know. See, so- I'm not good at the break. I I won't break up with a friend, and maybe yeah. that is like a little bad on my part.
1: Well. It's it, I Put it this way, I'm 57. I finally had to work up some courage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we just met at a restaurant, me, him, and his wife, and his wife left because she doesn't like confrontation.
2: Oh. Insert yeah, I don't mind. lots
1: of really. eye rolls here, because if you don't like confrontation, it means you're a big freaking pussy who just doesn't have any backbone. Yeah.
2: Anyway. I don't even understand passive-aggressive. I'm, like, just
1: aggressive.
2: Well, me too. Because I think if you just say it, then you can move on. Yeah. We can get back to chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: So, yeah, I just think... It takes a while to just go, yeah, let's let's end this with the honor that we started it.
2: Oh, that's a nice. You know? Yeah.
1: And again, do I think fondly of him now? Not every day. Yeah. But you know what? It'll get to that point. Yeah, totally. But I think the discussion had to take place. Yeah. You know, but I'm so glad for you. And you're, let me just say... You are a phenomenal actress. Thank you so much. You're effing amazing writer. Effing Thank amazing you. actress. Comic. Everything. Thank you. To find you, you've got to look this brought up. She is very good. Give us your uh, Instagram and all that where you uh, post your
2: shows. It's Ash Austin Morris. Uh, that's my Instagram my Twitter yes and you it.
1: will post things because you yeah. do have written a one woman show. I have yeah tell me what the title is
2: uh, well you actually I need your help actually I am yeah. asking for help okay <laughs> okay because the title totally sucks okay what
1: is it though the title right now
2: has been the end of there because mm-hmm. I it's I didn't have a home it's all about like oh. finding a home and blah 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 and there is no there that. there is no there you know mm-hmm. what I mean and that's what I realized throughout it but wow. um, so I, I but it you know it's funny and poignant or i hope so it's it's
1: about looking for a home
2: yeah and all the things i did that that failed miserably and making my home in people in career in places and just left me such a dumpster fire dude i'm going to see it because i'll tell you what that's a big theme
1: for a lot of people thank you that's that's really going to resonate with people thank you because it's just we look for it everywhere we look for it everywhere I, i don't know anyone who's not like that I know so many people with the bed and breakfast fantasy. Do you know what that is? The one where they're going to retire the couple and sell their house and start a bed and breakfast. That makes
2: me want to chop my own head off, to be honest. Yeah. You yeah. have
1: to get up before four to cook breakfast for these assholes.
2: Just anyone, any just yeah. eating in bed, trays, trays really. And no TV in the room. Absolutely not. Kiss my ass Kiss for it. a no tray, no TV. <laughs> I mean-
1: but honestly, I love this idea because wherever you go, there you are. Yeah, and it's all the same. Geographic sobriety totally. does not
2: work. sobriety. totally. I know. And just the idea, of like clutching, like any clutching anything, and going, "This is this is the thing," and there is no, no. thing. No, because it's always changing. Totally, and it's the next
1: thing. Like right now, I think the thing for me is ballroom dancing. Am I shrink? Like there's two things I look <laughs> forward to in life going to see her and ballroom dancing. And it's gonna it. be something else next year, maybe. Oh, really. So you never know. Yeah. The minute you get your arms around it, yeah. Think, well it worked for a while now, I gotta change it up and yeah. see what well, at least we notice it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um yes, to see Ashley when she does her readings of her show and then eventually has the produced show, go to at ash. AustinMorris Ashley oh my god like oh that's Morris. the Instagram but the com the website
2: is comedy
1: oh good 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 yeah. AshleyAustinMorrisComedy.com dot com listen to me people I think we've learned a lot today and I'm gonna recap when I come back but first I want to say thank you Ashley you're thank you for freaking having. awesome. This is very educational, yet informative, yet also entertaining for people, because everybody loves to hear about a fight.
2: Everybody. Especially a girl
1: fight between <laughs> someone who is really fat and somebody who is really thin. That's a good visual. So seriously, thank you so much for coming in. It takes a lot of guts for That's us so to tell fun. the truth,
2: and we freaking tell the truth. Yeah. Nobody died. Nobody died. I also just love that, like, kind of a loser, like, went to the mat with Lisa Lampanelli yeah like, I was like
1: <laughs> it, it worked no she was a scrappy bitch young scrappy I was <laughs> like what aspiring comic does that that was like, great I am a moron with no no but what was sense great is it never it, 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 no I think it it helped you a lot <laughs> I think it gave you a lot well, thanks of thanks for guts. not trashing me I should have thanked you for I that I hate that person because I've had it happen to me I was kind I of I remember breaking up with a guy once and he called every comedy club
2: you could have done that to me yeah, honestly
1: but, I mean how awful a person does does that or uh, actually how sad and damaged which I want thank God I only did other sad and damaged things to other people in my 30s (laughs) in my 50s I was like I can't but thank you so much I love you I love you thank you so much we'll have coffee soon we'll be at a time that you like a place (laughs) that you like compromise yay I'll be right back with Let Lisa Hoop
0: what did we learn
1: what have we learned today You know, people, we learned just about enough today. We learned that even after a screaming fight where I said some horrible things and I actually said to someone, you're just a waitress, they forgave me and I forgave them for doing some imagined thing that I thought they were doing. I really think we've learned that forgiveness can happen no matter what, Hey. We've all had fights in our lives. We've all had to deal with some sort of disappointment and feeling, quote unquote, let down by someone. But guess what? Those are the people who help us heal. For example, as you heard, I was a savior. She needed saving. We effed up. Now we know how not to do that anymore. And someday we'll not do that anymore. But as for tomorrow, if there's anyone who needs to be saved, just listen to the next episode of Let Lisa Help. And also, if you need to be saved from your terrible, awful food and body image issues, come to my food and body image workshop called Love Your Body, Feed Your Soul at Kripalu, November 8th through 10th. And find all things Lisa Lampanelli at lisalampanelli.com. Let Lisa Help. Forgiveness is imminent.
0: Thanks for listening to Let Lisa Help with Lisa Lampanelli. For more info on Lisa's storytelling shows, her workshops, and her life coaching services, go to lisalampanelli.com. You can also follow Lisa on the socials at Lisa Lampinelli. New episodes of Let Lisa Help are available weekly on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. And if you love the show, make sure to leave a rating and review.